0: Welcome to As He Leads, a Bible study podcast for busy women. My name is Rachel Kennedy, and I'll be your guide as we walk through His Word as He Leads. Before we get started in this time uh, in the Word, I'd like to say a quick prayer. Father God, we ask that you bless this time in your Word. Open our eyes to see meaning. Open our ears to hear your voice. And soften our hearts so that we will understand your message to us for today in Genesis chapter 7. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So once again, I'll be reading from the English Standard Version, um, starting again in Genesis chapter 7. Then the Lord said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and all your household. For I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of all clean animals, the male and his mate, and a pair of the animals that are not clean, the male and his mate, and seven pairs of the birds of the heavens also, male and female, to keep their offspring alive on the face of all the earth. For in seven days I will send rain on the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living thing that I have made I will blot out from the face of the ground. And Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. Noah was six hundred years old when the flood of waters came upon the earth. And Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives went with him into the ark to escape the waters of the flood. Of clean animals and of animals that are not clean, and of birds and of everything that creeps on the ground, two and two, male and female, went into the ark with Noah, as God had commanded Noah. And after seven days the waters of the flood came upon the earth. In the six hundredth year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the seventeenth day of the month, on that day all of the fountains of the great deep burst forth, and the windows of the heavens were opened, and rain fell upon the earth forty days and forty nights. On the very same day Noah and his sons Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons, went with them entered the ark The flood continued 40 days on the earth. The waters increased and bore up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters prevailed and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the face of the waters, and the waters prevailed so mightily on the earth that all the high mountains under the whole heaven were covered. The waters prevailed above the mountains, covering them 15 cubits deep, and all the flesh died that moved on the earth. Only Noah was left, and those who were with him on the ark. And the waters prevailed on the earth 150 days. Wow. There's a lot in there to unpack. Um, In the show notes, I will link to some really good resources that answer a lot of, of questions about How did Noah fit all those animals on the ark and the dimensions of the ark and and all of that? Um, There's a really great group of people that have done the biblical calculations and and have that all mapped out far better than I ever could. So I'll link their information in the show notes. But one thing I want to point out. um, First, 40 days and 40 nights of rain. I don't know where you are in the world, but I live in North Texas currently. I've lived in a lot of different places. And even when I lived in subtropical climates, we didn't have rain that much. (laughs) Um, It may have rained every day between 1 p.m. and 3 p.m., But it didn't rain for 40 straight days and 40 straight nights. Can you imagine? Oh, oh my goodness. Being cooped up in a relatively small space with seven other people and a bunch of animals while it rained. And you had nowhere to go. Now, I will say this. It is better than the alternative. They obeyed God, Noah and his family. They went into the ark like they were commanded, and the flood came up. As the old children's song says, the rains came down and the floods came up. The heavens opened up for the first time. Um, A lot of historians will say that it's the first time that rain fell. That before this time of Noah's flood, the crops were watered from dew. they were watered from rivers and underground springs, but there was no rain. All of that changed. I believe it's it's very symbolic. If you've ever gone outside after a rainstorm, everything smells fresh, everything smells clean. And I think that that rain, was God's way of cleaning even the very air of the filth and sin of the people of Noah's age. And when I looked at Dr. Constable's notes on Genesis chapter 7, God, in his grace, invited Noah to enter the ark with his family. God took the initiative, as he later did in calling Abram. This is the first occurrence, this reference to Noah. This is the first occurrence of the offer, come, that is recorded in the Bible. This invitation, this come, continues throughout Scripture. The last offer is in Revelation twenty two seventeen. God keeps extending that invitation of come to all people. I think it's amazing that here we are at the beginning of the beginning Genesis chapter 7, and God is already giving us an offer of, come, come to me, and I'll save you. Now, this salvation was a literal, physical salvation, as much as it was a spiritual salvation. God was preserving Noah and his family so that his covenant, his line of righteousness would continue, because without Noah... We couldn't eventually get to Abram. Without Abram, we couldn't get to Jacob. Without Jacob, we couldn't get to the eventual line of David, to the eventual line of Christ. Everything would be different. But we know that God has a plan. Takeaway number one. It took 100 years to build the ark. Now granted, this is a time when people lived far longer. Methuselah, the oldest man ever to live, 969 years old when he died. Methuselah died the year of the flood. During the last 100 years of Methuselah's life, Noah built a boat. (laughs) People knew it was coming. I mean, they'd never seen a boat like that before, and Noah was building it, and he had to have help. There are a lot of Theories and speculations on how it happened and who helped Noah. Did he do it himself? Honestly, this side of heaven, we may never know. And I'm okay with that. But still, it took 100 years. For 100 years, people knew. People who saw the boat, who asked questions about it who talked to Noah, who traded with Noah, who traded with other people in other areas. They spread the word. They knew. And they didn't change. Not a thing. They were still destroyed because of their wickedness. So 100 years to build the ark. Animals started to board seven days before. Uh, It was their seven-day warning. Can you imagine how ridiculed Noah must have felt and how... How redeemed it would have felt for those first animals to come and start boarding the ark. Takeaway number two, in verse 16, we see that the Lord shut him in. In the commentary, critical and explanatory on the whole Bible study notes, for verse 16, literally covered him round about. The shutting him in intimated that Noah had become the special object of divine care and protection and that to those without, the season of grace was over. When we are with God, we are completely cocooned in him. He surrounds us with his protection. He doesn't always make the rough or the hard or the devastating circumstances go away. But he protects us as we go through it. And he's with us. He will never leave you or forsake you, my friend. He's holding your hand. He's carrying you through the times that you are struggling with. And today, as I'm recording this, it is um, February 3rd of 2021. And we have all just finished up a really hard year. Some of us have had a harder year than others. But he's still with us. He's never left. God's still in control. I would challenge you. I would challenge you to look back. As you look back at those Storms, those trials, hardships. When were you surrounded by him? When were you covered around by him? When were you encapsulated within the palms of his hands? If he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, like he claims he is, in Hebrews 13, 8, don't you believe that he still carries you through? I'm going to close us out in a prayer. Lord, we all have struggles. We don't need to name them each one because you already know. God, I pray for my sisters who are listening to this today or who re-listen to this at any point. Let them feel your hands surrounding you. Let them feel your hands surrounding them. Let them feel your protection, your presence. Grant them, Lord, the peace that surpasses understanding. Not that they know the calm and satisfaction, Lord, but they feel that supernatural peace. They feel your peace and rest in your plan. Lord, help us all to embrace you and trust you as Noah and his family must have in the midst of the storm, and the time on the ark. God, give us faith like Noah. We ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. I'd like to thank you again for tuning in to As He Leads, this Bible study podcast. Again, I'm Rachel Kennedy. I look forward to seeing you back here when we cover Genesis chapter 8 where we talk more about Noah and the finishing up of the flood. Until then, I hope you find the peace in God's hands. Thanks for listening in.